So I was crawling up the stairs and I got to the top of the stairs and I was sweating like I ran the Boston Marathon. And I'm like, whoa, that's not good. I'm only 20 something. I have to make a life change. But I knew nothing about fitness, knew nothing about nutrition. So I joined a commercial gym and I would go to the gym every day and I'd do the same workout. Finally, a trainer saw me and he's like, excuse me, sir, I, I don't know who you are, but I, I see you in here every day. He's like, let me design a program around you, your challenges and your goals, and we'll see what we can make happen. Welcome to another week of the Lively Last Podcast. We are your hosts, James and Lisa Duvall, and we're thankful you're listening to this episode. We hope you're finding each week valuable from the conversations with our guests, who are men and women intentionally living their lives in a way to create a positive influence in their world. We really want each episode to encourage and inspire you to do the same, that you would make a positive impact in your sphere of influence by living your best life. So Lisa, something really big happened this past week in your life. Do you care to share? I am so excited to say I celebrated a birthday. I turned 50. I'm 50. I'm 50 years old. 50 years old. You're flipping the script, aren't you? I am. I'm bringing in 50 like it's the best thing in the world. 50 and fabulous. And you're also entering into your last eight weeks of your undergraduate studies, right? Yep. So I'm doing it big this year. 2021, I'm graduating from college. I'm turning 50. And then you're going to do something amazing and exciting for me to celebrate all my accomplishments. Right, James? That's right. So you got your MRS degree earlier and now you're going to get your bachelor's degree. <laughs> That's right. Kind of cool. So turning the corner to this week's guest, James, you had a great conversation with James Norris, the founder of Handy Capable Fitness. Handy Capable Fitness is a nonprofit organization designed to help people with physical challenges achieve Achieve their fitness and athletic goals. James is a handicapped athlete himself. He shares his story of being born prematurely and then living a life with cerebral palsy that happened due to an unfortunate medical event when he was one years old. Here's the really powerful thing about James' story. He has not let his challenges define him. He decided to transform his physical health in his early 20s, and he turned his journey of fitness into a platform of influence to inspire and encourage other people with challenges to release their inner athlete as well. So let's jump into the conversation. So James, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for giving us the gift of your time. I've been looking for this conversation, so just excited to spend a little time with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, you have such a powerful story of turning difficulties from your life into a platform that's encouraging and influencing others with similar challenges. So to get us started, could you share a bit of your story that led up to the start of Handicapable Fitness? Absolutely. So I like to tell people that I was born quote unquote normal. And obviously I put that in air quotes. I was born premature, but there was no real birth defects or anything. I just had to spend the first month of my life in the hospital. But then at the age of about one, one and a half, somewhere in there, I went in for a hernia operation. And it was during that hernia operation that the mask came off my face and my brain was without air for about five, five and a half minutes. But the doctors didn't, you know, say anything to my parents. They just brought me home as if everything was, you know, normal. And then my parents had realized that I wasn't hitting certain milestones. So they're like, hold on, something's up here. And we live in Boston and they ended up calling Children's Hospital. And shortly after making the appointment and going in, that's when I was diagnosed with the cerebral palsy. Mm. 
So I like to tell people, you know, that growing up, my family was, they never treated me any different. In fact, I tell them that they were almost harder on me because they didn't want me to use my cerebral palsy as a crutch. You know, I was bullied a little bit as a kid, but nothing like it was today. But I wasn't very confident in myself. I always identified with having cerebral palsy. Oh, I'm James with cerebral palsy. That was a, that was a tag that I had always had. So growing up through school, you know, you would never see me out at parties or at a Friday night football game with friends. And when I would be asked to do those types of things, I would always say, no, I I have sports to watch because, you know, I just wasn't comfortable in my own skin. I really struggled at times with that, just, just mentally. And then it wasn't until after high school, I really loved sports, as I said, but I knew I couldn't play them, right? So I was like, great, what am I going to do now? Well, I was listening to sports radio and a commercial came on the air for a broadcasting school. I was like, boom, that's it. I'm going to go to school, going to do broadcasting. I already talk about sports anyway. Might as well get paid for it, right? So I ended up going there and ended up working in Boston radio for six years. Then I had the opportunity to move to California to work for a production company. And I worked for that production company for probably five, six months or something. Then they came to me and said, you know what? We've fallen on hard times. You're the low man on the totem pole. You're going to have to go. That really sent me into a depression because I went from living this active lifestyle to not really doing much of anything. And when I say active lifestyle, I don't necessarily mean fitness and working out, but I was always going to concerts, always going to sporting events, interacting with listeners, so on and so forth. So now I go from that to not really doing much of anything because California is so spread out. It's not like I could jump in my wheelchair and say, okay, I'm going to go and do this. So that is when I fell into a depression and really started to develop some unhealthy habits in terms of drinking alcohol, eating unhealthy. I remember after the year lease was up on the house, I ended up coming back to Boston and I was coming home one day and now I get around on my knees and I live on the second floor. So I was crawling up the stairs and I got to the top of the stairs and I was sweating like I ran the Boston Marathon and I'm like whoa that's not good I'm only 20 something I have to make a life change but I knew nothing about fitness knew nothing about nutrition so I joined a commercial gym and I would go to the gym every day and I'd do the same workout finally a trainer saw me and he's like excuse me sir I I don't know who you are He goes, but I I see you in here every day. He's like, let me design a program around you, your challenges and your goals, and we'll see what we can make happen. Slowly but surely, I started to see the weight come off. And with that, I developed confidence in myself. And what I realized was that I was discovering the inner athlete in myself that I was always chasing. It was that time that I was like, okay, we're on to something. I'm feeling better about myself. And all of a sudden that tag that I had James with cerebral palsy fell off. Now, obviously you can't really get around that I have cerebral palsy, but now I know I can roll into a room and I'm, I'm just James. That's like, I no longer carry that tag with me. Yes. That's a part of me, but it's not everything. And I really fell in love with fitness and I was just documenting my own journey to show my friends and family 
across the country, everything that I was doing, because you have to understand like all this stuff was new to me yeah. at this point. So my trainer said to me, you go to James, he says, you might want to think about making a public account because you never know who you can inspire. Yeah. So that is how the Handicapable Fitness social media came to be. And I was like, well, it's great that I'm doing all this stuff, but nobody wants to sit here and watch me do bicep curls every day. <laughs> I'm like, so if I'm doing this, there has to be other people that are doing something similar. So that's when I started to highlight other handicapped athletes and people, because the goal of that is, is to show everybody represented. Because as we're aimlessly scrolling through Instagram, I want people to see somebody with a spinal cord injury, somebody with an amputation, somebody with cerebral palsy. And they're like, oh my gosh, they have what I have. And, and they're out there doing a Spartan race. They're out there rock climbing. I can do that too. And next thing you know, that passion gets sparked in them because it all started with seeing themselves represented on Handicapable Fitness and you know, they had never realized they could do something like that. I, I love that you are inspiring people out of your journey to actually step into their own journey. In that platform, Handicapable Fitness, I know uh, I've been on your account and watched and seen all sorts of really amazing people on there doing incredible things. How have you built that platform? Do you just find those people randomly on social media or have you built relationships with those people that you're actually highlighting on those social platforms? Yes. Yeah, so when it first started and I started to really say, okay, I'm, I'm going to highlight other people. I would go into hashtags like adaptive athlete, cerebral palsy, adaptive fitness, adaptive CrossFit, whatever the case may be. And I would go through and I would see these different people and I'd be like, okay, well, this person would be really cool to spotlight today. So let me spotlight them. But over time, as this thing has gone on and grown, I have built relationships with a lot of these people and we've stayed connected through DMs and I've actually met some of them in person now. It started out very organically just saying, okay, I'm just going to throw my fishing rod out there and see what I can catch. That's cool. And, the, and then now I become friends with these people, like I've said, and then they've introduced me to other people and so on and so forth. That's really cool. And that platform now has built into a nonprofit, right? Yes. So we just launched officially as a nonprofit in July of 2020. So we're coming up on a year here in a, a couple months or so. So can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with the nonprofit, the mission, the vision of what you're trying to accomplish with that? Sure. So, so the goal of Handicapable Fitness is to not only empower other people to, first of all, believe that they can do something. We want to take it a step further and connect them with the qualified fitness professionals and the equipment needed to live that healthy lifestyle. And what I mean by healthy lifestyle is however they define it. So whether that's giving them a scholarship or a grant to have physical therapy, you know, three times a week, or if they want to go into a Spartan race and they need help paying for the entry fee to the Spartan race, we want to step in and help pay for that and just really empower them and, and assist them in their dreams. That's awesome. 
That's really cool. When I was reading about your story, looking at your life a little bit, you've had some important people who've actually helped you in your journey. You're talking about in high school, and you mentioned in your website, Mrs. Thor, that was influential in helping you come out your shell a little bit. And you mentioned some people like a friend in California and your trainers. Can you talk a little bit about how the influence of other people have helped shape your journey and helped you along on your own development as an individual? Uh-huh. I am who I am today because first and foremost, God, but otherwise because of people like the people that you just mentioned. I remember Miss Thur in particular. Like I said, I was all about sports in high school. I didn't want to go to high school prom because I had that tag on myself. I didn't have confidence. And I'm like, I'm not going to prom. And we fought about it all of senior year. She's like, you're going. I don't care. You're 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 making it happen. So she went up to the girls basketball coach and she's like, OK, we need somebody to be your bookkeeper, whatever the case may be. And James is going to do that. And then I was like, OK, that's fine. I'll do that. But I'm not going to prom. And she's like, James, you're going to prom. And one thing led to another and I ended up going to prom. So she really like kind of forced me out of my shell there a little bit, really for the first time. Yeah. That was the first instance where somebody, I don't want to say somebody gave me confidence, but they pushed me really, really hard and said, I'm not taking no for an answer. And I still talk to her to this day. She's played a huge part in my life. Then there's Christina. One one of the things with that was we developed a very close friendship and she was able-bodied. And it helped me realize that there are people out there that will look past the disability and, and just see you as a person. And we developed a really good friendship. And then there's Joe. He was that trainer that encouraged me to start Handy Capable Fitness, the Instagram page. He was my photographer. Okay. <laughs> and, my, and my trainer. And he was that person that came up to me and said, you know what? I see you in here every day and really invested time and his talents into me. And then there was Ken that you mentioned. Ken is one of my best friends. He's now the assistant strength and conditioning coach for the Boston Bruins. Wow. And it was crazy. He took my level of fitness and he really expanded upon it. And the cool part is, is that when I first met Ken, my old boss had gone to the gym that he worked at and he just went into the gym and said, hey, Ken, I have this guy, one of my friends, he's been training at this commercial gym, but he wants to train here. Can he come in? Ken said, yeah, sure. You know, but he didn't tell Ken that I had cerebral palsy. So I come rolling in the gym in my electric wheelchair <laughs> and Ken sees it. And right, right on the spot, he basically had to figure out a program. Wow. And he's like, you know what? Come in on Tuesdays and we'll work together. And he had never worked with anybody that had a physical limitation, something like mine. He's coming from working with collegiate athletes and, and pro athletes. And all of a sudden now he's working with somebody that had cerebral palsy. So he didn't have really an experience. We just basically took things and threw them against the wall to see if they would stick and kind of developed a program that would work good for me and my challenges. 
That's awesome. I just think it's really cool as I was reading your story, just the honor that you gave to a lot of people who helped influence your journey along the way and in really a transformation in your own life. I mean, you've had to overcome a lot of difficulties, but I think I read one place that you've actually transformed and lost 65 pounds or something like that in, in your journey and just your strength training. It's just really cool to see how people can influence our lives and and the way you're paying that forward now and the way that you are doing the same thing of influencing others through your journey and your story, I think it's really powerful. Thank you. I mean, I, I fully believe that I am the person I am today because of each one of those people and so many more that have invested time, effort and money, whatever the case may be, into helping shape me as a person. And anytime that I speak to kids or I'm able to give a gift away through Handicapable Fitness, I think about all those people. Yeah. And, and it's because of them and all the supporters of Handicapable Fitness and all the athletes, everybody collectively, that I'm able to live my dream every day. And I tell people, I'm literally just the face of this thing, but the engine of it is everybody who supports it and really makes it go. I'm so, so thankful. So James, you've obviously had to overcome some obstacles to, to get to where you are today. I'm wondering what would be some encouragement that you might give to someone listening today who may feel discouraged or like the mountain ahead of them is just impossible or they're facing an obstacle that just feels so difficult. Would there be any words of encouragement that you would give to somebody today? Sure. So my thing is just start, just start for... For me, when when I set out on my fitness journey, I didn't say to myself, James, you're going to lose 65 pounds. Because if I if I did, I would have looked at that number and said, what are you thinking? You're crazy. 65 pounds, that's wild. But what I ended up doing was I created small little habits yeah. that I could check off each day. So I tell people that my fitness journey started with a Walmart salad. Because I knew I needed to make a change and I didn't know anything about nutrition, but I knew eat, eating salad was good. So I said to myself, well, if I can force myself to eat 10 salads a week, then at least I'm making that right step. So when I laid my head down on the pillow at night, I was able to check those boxes off. Okay, I ate my salad. I went to the gym for a half hour. I came home and I had a protein shake. And each day I was able to check those boxes off and just build confidence that way. Les Brown, I believe it, he has a quote that says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Yeah, so good. And I, I truly believe that. You just got to have the courage to start and you'll figure things out along the way. That's so good. I love that small, smart decisions over time. They, they compound and they equal into great outcomes and great success. So I love what you just shared there. So James, we always like to close conversations with our guests by doing some just random questions, but seeing that you're in the fitness world, I, I want to see if I could ask you a few random fitness questions about yourself so our audience can get to know you a little bit better. Absolutely. Fire away. Okay. So we'll see how these go. So I have five of them here. If you could break the world record with one exercise, what would it be? Ooh, what would it be? Split squats. Split squats. Okay. And for our, for our people who don't know what a split squat is, what is a split squat? Basically, if you know what a lunge is, yeah. it's kind of like that, but it's really leg focused and they, they burn after about 15. Okay. But because I don't use my legs as much as the average person, I really want to go out and 
and do something big. Okay. So let, let's go with split squats. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Here's another one for you. What time of day do you prefer to work out and why? Morning. Okay. Because I feel that it starts my day off on, on, on a good note. Because for me, when I'm at the gym, I just throw the headphones on and I'm in my own little world and it releases those endorphins, get, gets my day off to a good start. And then afterwards, I feel great, feel energized and ready to take on the day. Awesome. Okay. So what food, dessert, candy, or treat is your biggest weakness? Oh man. I would say brownies. I'm a a big brownies. Oh really? Okay. Just chocolate brownies? Chocolate brownies. But I also, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing because I still eat it every day, but peanut butter. Okay. I'm like, I'm a huge peanut butter guy. Yeah. I I love peanut butter myself too. Okay. Here's another one for you. If you could change one thing about most gyms, what would it be? To make it a little bit more adaptable and and more, more friendly. I've been able to figure out systems and processes that work for me. And I know a lot of people in this community that are into fitness, they've done the same. But think about this, anybody that goes into a gym, whether you're able-bodied or handicapped, everybody's a little bit intimidated at first, but then you throw the extra challenge on top of that. When the equipment isn't fully suited to you, yeah, it makes it a little bit more difficult. And I find that people get discouraged because they don't want to ask for help. They don't know how to work the equipment or that sort of thing. So definitely making gyms a little bit more handicapable friendly. That's awesome. Okay. Last one. What's your best advice to someone who says they hate exercise? You know what? You're going to take that hate and you're going to turn it into love because if you stick it out for a good 21 days to create that new habit, you are going to hate to miss it. And you're going to realize when you don't go to the gym because it's going to affect you mentally and your body is going to let you know that you didn't go to the gym today. I like that. I like how you turned that from hate to love. James, this has been really awesome. Thanks again for being on the podcast. If listeners want to learn more about you, where would you send them online? They can visit handycapablefitness.com. That's H-A-N-D-I, capablefitness.com. And all the social media links, ways to donate, all that stuff is right there for you. I'm going to add all those to the show notes along with the link to the website. This has been so good and would love to follow your journey and maybe have you back on the podcast again in the future. I would love it. Thank you so much. Totally inspired for sure. Thank you, James, for sharing your story with us. And thank you for choosing to use your challenge you faced to inspire so many other people. I love the encouragement to just start. Whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, you don't have to have it all figured out. Just start with what you know or what you can do. James, you know, I say this often to myself on my physical fitness is it's not all or nothing. It's all or something. So if I only have 20 minutes to work out, I'm going to do 20 minutes. If I only have time to do a one mile walk, I'm going to do one mile walk, but I'm not going to do all or nothing. I'm going to do all or something. I love that. I also love the idea of how James said he didn't know a whole lot about fitness, but he did the things that he knew fit people do like eating salads. And one of the things we talk about is doing the verb to be the noun. If you want to be a runner, 
you have to run. If you want to be a writer, you have to write. So whatever it is, do the verbs that define the identity of who you want to be. And I think that's such a powerful lesson that we can all take from this episode. Amazing challenge. Maybe you know a friend or family member who could use the encouragement of this episode. If so, why not share it with them? As a reminder, you can find the show notes to this and every show at liveleadlast.com. And you can join the weekly newsletter and receive each episode and show notes delivered directly to your inbox. Just text the word LIVE, L-I-V-E, to the number 22454. We want to invite you to follow us on Instagram Instagram at Live Lead Last Podcast. And you can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Live Lead Last. We've also started a YouTube channel where you can listen to podcast episodes as well. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We encourage you to lead your life and leverage your influence today in a way that leaves a legacy you want for tomorrow. Until next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.